Welcome to Quick Brain, bite-sized brain hacks for busy people who want to learn faster and achieve more. I'm your coach, Jim Quick. Free your mind. Let's imagine if we could access 100% of our brain's capacity. I wasn't high, wasn't wired, just clear. I knew what I needed to do and how to do it. I know Kung Fu. Show me. Welcome back, Quick Brains. I am your host and your brain coach, Jim Quick. Today, we are joined by Dacker Keltner. Dacker is a renowned expert in the science of human emotion and is now lifting the veil on perhaps our most misunderstood feeling, awe. So I'm really looking forward to this conversation. He is the author of a very aptly named book called Awe, <laughs> The Science of Everyday Wonder and How It Can Transform Your life. So we're going to be talking about the science of awe and how it helps us discover like aspects of ourselves and heal our bodies, our minds, and so much more. So welcome to the show. Jim, it's great to be with you. Thanks for that wonderful introduction. And I want to be a brain coach. <laughs> Good what a great be. career. Yes, this is not something that I uh, planned on when, when I was a child, but 30, 30, 32 years now. When I think about the word awe in my my personal life, and I'm sure people could relate to this as they're listening, you know, I think of things like nature, I think of music, I think of maybe some spiritual experiences, I think of demonstrations of of courage, of kindness, you know, yeah. examples of people going beyond their limitations. Why don't we start with what's your definition of awe? Your conception is in fact, richer than I think what we thought when we started this science. Um, I define awe as a, a scientist of emotion, as an emotion that we feel when we encounter vast mysteries that we don't understand. Uh, you know, Einstein said this is the fundamental emotion, the feelings that we have around mystery that animate our search for answers and discovery and transformation. A few years ago, I was speaking at the United Nations, and I was the only non astronaut. It was the 50th anniversary of the, the moon landing. So it was uh, in July in uh, 2019. Mm. And it was interesting when we were in the green room and I got a chance to meet the other panelists and speakers, they talked about this sense. It was almost a spiritual, emotional phenomenon when they left uh, Earth's atmosphere and could see our planet and yeah. The sense of oneness, you know, there's no borders or boundaries. They, they called it the overview effect. Yeah. Um, I'm very curious, uh, when, when we're talking about the science of awe, well, what does the science of awe, how does it help us discover ourselves and why is it important for people to learn about this, you know, and read your book now? Yeah. Oh, thank you for asking that. And, and you know, what we do scientifically is we try to take these really extraordinary experiences, the overview effect, near-death experiences, experiences doing, you know, rock climbing and surfing and so forth, encounters with big data, and then bring them into the lab with measurement and, and theory. And so why is it important right now? I'll just give you a few findings that have replicated, you know, awe gives us a sense of more time, you know, just to more creative time in our lives. Awe expands our sense of wonder and meaning and enhances the rigor of our thought. It makes you a better scientist. It makes you more creative. Uh, for the body, awe reduces the daily stresses of life, uh, puts them into perspective. Just a little moment of awe, just like those astronauts, you almost channel the overview effect and you're like, you know, 
this parking ticket, you know, that sneer from somebody out in the streets doesn't matter. And awe is really good for your body. You know, it is, it elevates vagal tone, the activation of the vagus nerve, and it, it reduces inflammation, you know, that, uh, that part of your immune system that heats up the body to kill pathogens. But when chronically activated, it's really hard on your body. And awe, as Emerson said, you know, there's nothing that nature or awe can't repair, and it looks like it repairs the body. So when I look at the crises right now, you know, that young people are facing and the, you know, the issues with, you know, life expectancy in the United States, I feel like we need more awe. Yeah, I think, and one of the things I want to talk about is how to get more awe into our life. But so we've delved into some of the kind of processes that awe triggers in our, in our nervous system. Um, Hoyer's psychoneuroimmunology that could help us to mitigate the, the kind of the fear and the stress response. Um, yeah, exactly. So we're talking about neuro, like uh, physiological aspects. Yeah. Can you elaborate a little bit more on the default network? You know, our yeah. ego. Uh, how does this all connect with things like I don't know, like like our hormones, uh, or our vagus nerve? You mentioned. Yeah. Um, and maybe you could even define what the default mode network is for, for our listeners, for those who aren't familiar with the term. Yeah, you know, this was one of the extraordinary findings to emerge in the science of awe. You know, when people feel awe, you know, you're at a meditation retreat and you're just like, wow, I'm feeling really just one with the universe. Or you hear some music and you start crying and you're like, God, there's so much meaning in, in culture and art. Or you, like you said very nicely, Jim, like you can encounter someone's kindness and you're just swept off your feet. One thing people say with words is, I don't know, I felt like I was vanishing or mm. the, my, the ego died or I dissolved. And that's language, right? And it's full of metaphor. But lo and behold, the neuroscience of awe has really lent credence to that. And in studies in Japan and Holland uh, and the United States and Canada and elsewhere, they put people into a scanner and you are led to feel awe. You know, you think about somebody who inspires you. You watch BBC Earth. You study, you look at space, you know, the <laughs> overview effect. And this chunk of cortex called the default mode network tends to be deactivated, right? And it's parts of your prefrontal cortex in the front and then the posterior cingulate cortex to the side of your brain. And there's a, a science led by Reichel and others that those regions of your cortex are really involved in self-representation, thinking about the self, thinking about my past, having memories about me, thinking about my goals and tasks that I'm trying to succeed at. That's all the self that, is, uh, that uses up those chunks of the cortex. And lo and behold, awe quiets that down, right? And it frees you up to think about bigger things. One other finding from Japan is really worth noting that gets to your second part of your question about what then happens in your body. Uh, they're finding in Japan and elsewhere now, in Switzerland too, that awe deactivates the amygdala, which is that old region in the middle of your brain that detects threat, right? And when the amygdala is activated, you are in the fight or flight mode. You, you have elevated blood pressure, cortisol release, that hormone that's associated with stress. So awe quiets that system down too. Uh, and so what that tells us, and, and the neuroscience is fascinating. When I 
you know, when I think about Gandhi or, you know, um, the beauty of redwood trees and their age here in Berkeley, I feel awe. The self-focused regions of the brain are quieted. The threat-related regions of the brain are quieted. I get elevated vagus nerve activation that makes me feel warm in the chest, this big bundle of nerves involved in a lot of processes. I tear up another parasympathetic response of your nervous system. So your body really opens to the world, which is fascinating. Mm. In my work and in our podcast uh, and in Limitless, we talk about the parasympathetic uh, system. And we also talk about uh, states like flow, where markers would be things like you lose your sense of self, you you lose sense of time, things almost become a little bit effortless. Is there any kind of overlap with, with uh, awe in the parasympathetic uh, system or, or, or flow states, do you know? You're way ahead of the science, but you're exactly where it's going, Jim, which is that conceptually awe is closely related to flow. Chicxulmahai is really a, like artistic intellectual creativity. Flow is really about, I feel awestruck by how I can handle these challenges mm. and, and my, how I'm accomplishing things. And then awe is really that feeling, but connecting you to big things in the world. And I think the the way to synthesize what we've learned about the physiology of awe is parasympathetic autonomic activation. Now, you're the first person to use that phrase. (laughs) And I'm grateful because when you feel, because it's fundamental, which is the fight or flight mode of your body is sympathetic autonomic nervous system activation. Rise in blood pressure, rise in heart rate, vasoconstriction in the veins, et cetera. The opposite is parasympathetic. And awe activates that, elevated vagus nerve activation. The tears in your eyes when you feel awe, right? A lot of people cry when they listen to beautiful music. That's parasympathetically mediated, Mm. which is the lacrimal gland releasing these uh, 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 chemicals. And then, you know, awe is also associated with the release of oxytocin, this neuropeptide that helps you connect and be open to others that is related to the parasympathetic system. So awe really seems to be, in the broadest sense, tracking parasympathetic activation, which is about, I'm interested in you, I'm open, I don't feel threatened, I feel curious about the world, I'm limitless in where the mind can go. And it's amazing to me that it, 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 takes place at the level of neurophysiology too. That's so, so remarkable. I got goosebumps when you're, I call them truth bumps. Are you a high achiever constantly seeking that next level of success? Welcome to the Quick Success Program. It's a deep dive and support system to master your life and scale to new heights in personal and professional achievement. Included is our exclusive monthly book club, where we process transformative ideas from amazing books to level up your learning and your life. We also bring the author to the club to answer your burning questions. You can also participate in monthly live coaching calls with me where your questions meet my decades of expertise. Simply go to quicksuccess.com, that's K-W-I-K success.com, and choose the plan that works best for you. Um, your, your research in, in, in awe, it, it talks about, uh, you mentioned the correlation between awe and reducing inflammation. Yeah. Um, I think you also talked about in there the the cytokine uh, yeah. response. Yeah. What's what's going on there? Uh, you know, this one was game changing for us, and thank you for 
zeroing in on the physiology, which we take a lot of care to study. You know, one of the systems of the body that you can study, it's hard, is the immune system. And it's all these glands that are distributed throughout your body and particular kinds of cells that get activated during cancer. And then the cytokine system, which is this cellular system distributed through the body that releases uh, certain proteins that attack pathogens, viruses and bacteria in, in your body. And, and when you have an elevated inflammation response, uh, it's like what you feel like when you have the flu. You know, you're sluggish and you're heated, overheated and kind of achy. And, and regrettably, that bodily profile accompanies depression and shame and rejection and the like, some science shows. And no one had really tracked what positive states reduce the inflammation response. And, and you already know why that's important, which is that now as we are advancing into 21st century diseases, as Robert Sapolsky says, diseases like loneliness, which sur our Surgeon General's interested in, and depression, hmm. those conditions elevate your inflammation and elevated inflammation is associated with heart issues, autoimmune disease, diabetes, real troubles, right? Yeah. And lo and behold, our lab, Jenny Steller found when I feel a lot of awe, it has lower inflammation processes. In Japan and South Korea, where they're really ahead of us in this work, inflammation is reduced by getting out in nature, right? And finding awe there. And so that tells us so important. This is why the Surgeon General is interested in our findings. Like, wow, whatever brings me awe, spiritual practices, meditation, nature, service, et cetera, actually is really good for life expectancy. So you talked about why, why you wrote the book, Awe. Why, um, I guess, what, what are you hoping people get out of it after, after they, because uh, we, have, we have our community, they love to read. Um, yeah. And, and they're, they're, they're avid learners. If there was a, a message out of the book, and it's hard to distill it into, into one, but is, is there something that you want people to take away mm. when they're done looking back on, on your work? I would say the word that, you know, really has, you know, in, the, in releasing the book and then getting engaged with doctors and museum directors and, at the national parks, to me, the word is, is transformation. Um, if you look at the big patterns of data, I've been around young people for 34 years as a professor, right? I teach hundreds of young people a year, um, and, and they've become too self-focused and too run down by the nagging voice of the self. They need to open their minds. They need, we need transformation. Hmm. We need cultural transformation to get beyond, you know, uh, the climate crises. Uh, and awe does that, you know, awe helps us transform ourselves, as Jane Goodall said, to be simply to be amazed at things outside of yourself. That's all it is, you know, if you're in New York City, the next, you, when you feel awe and you go for a walk through the city, like, God, these buildings are incredible, right? Who designed them? Um, and, and we need to transform certain parts of our social organization. Uh, we need to transform energy use, right? So awe gets us there. And I, I hope people reading it will feel like, whoa, you know, I never realized, this is what allows me to do my best work, and now I can implement it. I was talking to two medical doctors yesterday who are like, Medicine is all about awe, but we've lost it. 
you know, we've lost it in the paperwork of, all, of the practice. Let's get back to it, right? Let's teach our residents how to find awe. And, and they're committed to that. And I hope that's typical of what, where this book could take people, this transformation. You know, one of the things I got out of it was reinforcing to, to our listeners, and they know, you know, my perspective on this, but we don't have, have awe. Um, sometimes it's transformation, and it's also about transcending, you know, ending this trance that, that this mass hypnosis that um, things are, are ordinary, and you could find the extraordinary in, you know, just like the the poetry talks about in a grain of sand or in a blade of grass. And it's uh, it's a different mindset shift. But, you know, just like to our listeners where we teach, you don't have focus, you do it. You don't have a memory. There's a process for memorizing. You don't have creativity. There's a process for being creative. Oh, it's not something you have to just kind of wish and hope for that it just shows up. But you could there, you could be active in that, in, in that process and all the benefits. Even when you're talking about mental health and just... The epidemic of of loneliness, right? Yeah. You know the mental health challenges. But when you feel like you're part of something greater than yourself, and you feel you feel you belong, or you feel connected, um, and also this mystery where you wake up every day just anticipating, being curious, and mm. you know this filled with wonder, like a like a child, and just yeah. our one year old is just always like looking and just like observing, <laughs> and it's uh, you know I always thought that. You know, with a child, I would be teaching them all these things. And certainly I'm, you know, we're doing, you know, work in that in brain optimization and learning. But also I'm, I find that if anything, you know, this, this child is teaching me so much, just watching his, his behavior. And I feel like it's almost a natural state, you know, that we could reset yeah. to and then to be a seeker and, 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 and a, and a, and a searcher, if, if you will, you know, it's like this, this idea that you know that either nothing is a miracle or everything is a miracle, you know, and having that 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 sense. So I, I feel like it's also a mindset uh, that's very purpose that's very purpose driven. And I and I love how this new science is also validating a lot of ancient wisdom, you know, and ancient experiences and texts. And uh, so yeah, what I want to yeah, think. no, I was lucky, you know, be a seeker. You use the word mystery, thank you. The word mystery just kept coming back to me, you know, in writing about this. And, and the, the great wisdoms of all cultures center on that. You know, Einstein, mystery is the fundamental emotion. Mystery in Lao Tzu and Taoism. Mm -hmm. It's a mystery what the spirit of the world is, be it biological or spiritual. But we know we feel it and we know we want to follow it. Um, and so the great traditions, which I tried to I integrate in this book, book in many different ways, uh, have been orienting us to awe. And now we have a science that tells us it's good for us, which we kind of knew anyway. But, uh, and, uh, and it's part of, it's, I think it's a helpful conversation. How do people f get the book? How do they stay in touch with you? They can get the book through their local bookstore or Amazon or uh, at my website, dacrakeltner.com, and then email me. I respond to, in the spirit of one of those great seekers of awe, Walt Whitman, Mm -hmm. uh, I talk to everybody and respond to every communication like Abraham Lincoln did. Wow. And, uh, and, um, you know, and I love hearing from people because we lab scientists get a lot of great ideas from, from conversation. You know, you just oriented me, Jim, to like, wow, parenting for awe. Yeah. That could be, that could be a big one. Right. So thank you. Oh, we can't wait to read that work. Well, I want to thank you for, for the research that you do on this topic and also getting it out to the world. Uh, 
Dr. Kellner, thank you for, for being on our show. And everyone, go get your copy of, of Awe in your, in your local independent bookstores or online, you know, visit the site. As always, we'll put uh, links to that and, and more at jimquick.com forward slash notes. And uh, again, Dr. Thank you so much for being on our podcast. Thank you for a terrific conversation, Jim. Really appreciate right. it. So until our next episode, uh, make sure you subscribe, leave a review, uh, join our, our YouTube where we put the extended version of our episodes, uh, where the audio is always 20 minutes on the audio platforms. On YouTube, we put the extended version. You can join 1.4 million subscribers there and uh, leave a comment. And please, if you got value out of this, share it with your fans, your followers, your friends, your family, because how do we become limitless in a limited world? We, we do it together. So thank you very much. And we'll see you in our next episode.